Let's head to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett, as there has been an alarming increase in um, children being coerced into sending explicit images, then extorted for money. Good morning, Brad. Let's break down what parents need to be aware of. So it's the FBI calls it financial sextortion, and basically what it is is I'm going to say predominantly males who impersonate being kids, and they send kids, they go online, and they tend to target the correct websites. They tend to target even the the portions of those sites or social media sites where kids are likely to go. And they try to develop a relationship, an age-appropriate 10, 12, whatever it might be. I mean, the FBI talked about cases even down to 8-year-olds. Um, that they try and work at convincing them to send explicit pictures of themselves. Now, unfortunately, some end up doing that. And then what happens is the person on the other end that many times is not here. I mean, the FBI have tracked a number of these scams to Nigeria, the Ivory Coast, and other places in Africa, and other parts of the world. But the point being this really boils down to your ability as a parent to sort of monitor what they do, and clearly it goes to your relationship with your child as far as would they come forward and tell you about what somebody's trying to do. It becomes really a tricky issue as far as keeping on top of this. How are these crooks um, coercing these uh, victims. I mean, are they going at it from uh, a point of, you know, trying to romantically have some sort of overture toward them? Or is it is it more like, a, you know, a, a dare and that then becomes out of control and, 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 and gradually leads to them becoming victimized? I, I think, Shannon, it can go a lot of different directions. But my sense would be based on looking at other types of cases, that it really goes to an age-appropriate relationship. In other words, you're pretending to be a 10-year-old boy or 12-year-old boy, um, and it's about paying attention to somebody. I mean, it's amazing what you can get people to do if if you're paying attention and sort of make them feel like they're worthy. Mm. Um, and, you know, it may be kids that are left alone for long periods of time with screens, whether it be phones or tablets or whatever, uh, and they've sort of disarmed them uh, to a certain extent and then eventually work into the dialogue about, you know, you know you're know, you so pretty or whatever it might be, would you send me pictures? And they may not be sort of racy to begin with, but eventually they're going to ask them to take pictures of themselves without their clothes on. So then they flip it on them and say, you know, I'm going to release these to the Internet or to, and to your friends unless you pay X, whatever X might be. Um, and that's where it goes. And kids panic. They're fearful to ter- tell anybody. They don't really have the ability to, in their own mind to do anything about it. And sadly, some of these kids end up killing themselves. Wow. They don't know what else to do, and they're so embarrassed as to what has happened. Um, so, you know, this really goes for both of you to two things. One is your relationship with your child and using what I would call parental control apps 
In other words, apps you can put on their phone, on their tablets, on their, on their desktop. So you can actually monitor what they're doing online. And some of them are even set up, it, it comes to you in real time. So you might be able to see these things. And then there's a bunch of steps, obviously, if in fact your child has ended up doing this, what you should do, who you should report it to, et cetera, um, that, that are very important in eventually catching these guys. And, I mean, this is not a one-off. It is more than 7,000 reports of, of this particular type of crime, Brad. So, I mean, so extensive, it makes you wonder. And it, it's such a time-intensive way of trying to extort money. I mean, when you think about it, uh, for the crooks, they have to invest a lot of time because uh, the kids aren't going to do this with a person they just have contact with, you know, just one time or two times. Um, so, is there any idea you know we we had you know disinformation campaigns that came from specifically like one unit in russia at one time where you had dozens uh if not hundreds of uh people uh, employed in that uh, sort of nefarious activity is there any idea of as to which country these are coming from or is it all over well, i think it's all over i mean the fbi mentions in their Bulletin, Nigeria, and the Ivory Coast. But I'll just tell you, based on experience of uh, Internet scams, that they're all over the place. And to your point about how much energy you'd have to put into it, I think what they do is one person, one scammer, will have dozens of kids on the hook. And he'll, he'll, my guess is, only put so much energy into you either are going to send me pictures or you aren't, and they just move on. Mm-hmm. It's like any other scam. Yeah. Um, and when you hit enough people, it's like scams against elderly folks. You may be talking to 50 of them at any given time, of which 5 or 10 end up giving you money or giving you personal information so they can, you know, get involved in identity theft. Right. So... They have a lot of fishing, uh, a lot of fishing line out there, and hooks, and they're just waiting until they are able to snag one or two, and that that makes it worth their while. Brad, I know you uh, have other things to get to, and we appreciate it. We have to get to our traffic and weather too. Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terror analyst. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Take care.